Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Val from the high desert of Northeast Colorado has sent us a text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Ashley Fine Floors, where you get more for your floor. Congratulations, Bob, from the Edmonton operation. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Again, congratulations to Lawrence Jean, who gets a chance to join the team. We'll tell you that some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's a great place to host a Christmas party. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. We're going to head off to our Weather's Now headliner today, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. This man is everywhere. Last night he was at Roger's Place. Today he's back in T.O. We welcome back to the show John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you? Hello, Bob. How are you? Good. What time did you roll in? Like 10 in the morning today? Did you take the uh, the red eye? 5.51. You got in at 551. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no life like it, is it? Uh, it's glamorous. Every moment of it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to it. You're in the house last night. Uh, Oilers going through a little bit of a funk right now and involves some of their top guys. I mean, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle maybe not firing on all cylinders. I know the coach referenced that yeah, after the game. Yeah, I, I, I think you have to wonder. We lost John. You want to see if you can bring him back? You might have to get him on the landline. Had uh, oh. too many nights where that they're back to 27, 28 minutes. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, that's got to be a concern. They're being, let's face it, they have played so well uh, and are, uh, are, are the keys to the success of the Oilers so far with the, the points the Oilers have. Uh, but, it, you know, we're only in that game 30 range. We're not in game 82 range, and I think you have to be concerned. So fatigue for you is the major thing then? Absolutely. Okay. Particularly for Connor and for Leon. And, and, and let's, let's face it, uh, uh, neither of them will admit that. Yes. That's not in their DNA to admit. Uh, but uh, I think if you watch them, I think you can see it. 
Yeah, uh, they got four games this week. Case in point, Dry settles in a stretcher, and the team's gone five, four, and two in their last eleven games. But he's minus twelve, and other than his rookie year, he's pretty much been a, an even or plus player. You know, during his time at Edmonton, and there there just seems some you know, and and unfortunately for Leon, empty net goals count those sort of things. But uh, bottom line, uh, and it shows you how tight that margin is last night, John. If if Dry settles scores in that wraparound in the first minute of the game. Or if he scores on the back end and hits the post in the third, we're talking about a different scenario, aren't we? We are, and Connor had a couple of scoring opportunities similar to that. But you're you're right, and I mean they, even what they're doing is that they're they're still creating opportunities, and the biggest concern is is that can they turn it on in the third period when they need it? And let's face it, I think every fan that was at uh, Rogers Place last night. Uh, looks forward to overtime when it's three on three and those two are on the ice and quite frankly they never really saw the puck well they had it a couple times and gave it away and i think that was part of the concern john the oilers uh significantly blended their lines today including splitting up dry and mcdavid just to recap what we mentioned about jack michael's tweet earlier in the show mcdavid with nygaard and cassian so lots of speed flanking mcdavid on that line rnh with kara and dry Today they had Haas with Neil and Russell, my, uh, Pat Russell. My guess is Chason goes there. And then Sheehan with Granlin and Archibald. Your thoughts on splitting up McDavid and Drysaddle? Well, uh, it, it didn't work very well, in my opinion, with uh, when Ryan Nugent Hopkins was out. Uh, but at the same time, this is, you know, th- th- this is the end, uh, in my opinion, this is the end of the feeling out period for Ken Holland and Dave Tippett. So I, I think they're just, uh, if you can get Nugent Hopkins back and playing uh, after missing the six games, uh, and, he, and he didn't play badly on uh, last night, but, uh, you know, five games, missing five or six games is difficult for a guy. Uh, if you can find a way to to uh, get he and uh, and Drysaddle working together, the guy I, actually you mentioned the guy that I thought uh, over the last couple of games pre- played pretty well, and that was Alex Jason. Uh, and uh, he, he didn't get much of a chance in the first period. He only played five shifts. Uh, but you know there are times where you think you need him, and then there was a times a couple times on the power play he wasn't on it. Uh, but that's all second guessing. Nygaard, heck, Nygaard was maybe their best forward last night. He made a couple of good plays and one good defensive play as well. So uh, I, I, I'm I'm all for anything that can create balance. And if that's what uh, Dave Tippett thinks he needs to do, then he should probably try to do it. You know, uh, we like to have some fun. So sometimes when I get crap, uh, when you're on the show with me, I'll read a text. Uh, Jim's going to take you to task here from uh, the lovely community of Rocky Mountain House. John Shannon is full of crap. Uh, these guys aren't even in their prime yet. And at that age, I thought you slept when you were dead. Jeepers. Total BS from Jim, who's not by the fatigue angle on McDavid and Dreisaitl. I think Jim's a little bit old school, you know what I'm saying, John? Maybe he's one of those guys that used to run all night back in the day. Well, you know what? Those three-minute shifts uh, with three lines and uh, uh, the days of Phil Esposito just sitting at the top of the slot. I, I'll tell you what. I, these two guys, as as every superstar does in the National Hockey League now, they expend energy at the at the 99th percentile every time, and it's difficult to do. When you consider what off days are, when you consider that we're talking about an 82-game schedule, it's not easy. And uh, what I'm telling and I'm telling Jim is uh, when you walk in the room and you see them, 
when you watch them on the ice, you watch them on the bench, and they're going to deny it, but I think that I think it's a valid point. All right, fair enough. Uh, and you know what? Being around them on a day-to-day basis, I, I, I do. There's also, there's typically uh, swoons last week in November, first couple of weeks in December in this market, and there has been for a while. All right, John, I'm going to switch focus here a little bit. Um, the Oilers just recalled Joel Person last early last week and sent Caleb Jones down, and now mm-hmm. they've elected to flip them. I don't. I don't think like Person had one really egregious giveaway last night, and fortunately, the Buffalo player lost the puck of the breakaway. But um, this this has got some people out there, sort of the conspiracy theorists. Is somebody wanting to get a look at Jones at the NHL level, or is this a byproduct of the Oilers, you know, thinking maybe Jones is further ahead than Person? What do you think it is there? Uh, I still think it's a feeling out period. I, I still think that a guy like Dave Tippett, who saw Person on on this homestand, uh, knows enough, thinks he knows enough at this point, and probably doesn't think he feels he knows enough about Caleb Jones. Uh, I was actually surprised that Jones went down when he did, uh, but at the same time, when you have the opportunity to do it, and you have the opportunities, you said with a schedule. It's not easy this week. Then uh, this this might be a good time to to try to do it. You know, you got you got Carolina. You go to Minnesota. You're back uh, for Toronto on on Saturday. Uh, this is not going to be an easy part of the schedule. Uh, and uh, and it, maybe he's finding out what Caleb Jones and obviously I would hope that Keith uh, Gretzky and uh, Jay Woodcroft, who you're going to have on a little later today, will give you a, a sense of where Jones is in his game and. Um, perhaps seeing a little more Jones is not a bad thing at this point. To me, Person was fine, except there were. Uh, to me, there were three times on the ice he made mistakes last night, and I'm sure from Dave Tippett's perspective, that's three too many. All right, very quick text here. Uh, back into our Ashley Fine Floors text line. I thought Caleb Jones handled himself well during the most recent call-up, and he appears to be going through a developmental spurt. Uh, if he gives you as much as Person, it might be prudent to give him more NHL time than Joel. Both players are adjusting to the NHL, but Jones seems to be getting better faster. That's one texter's opinion. And, John, you now have support here. Hockey players are essentially living a rock star life. It's busy and hard, and guys get tired. People need to understand that. Well, there you go. All right. Well, so let, There you go. There I you, feel better now. Do I you? feel better. Well, I mean, you've got, hey, you've got your supporters out there. I, I'm just happy people are listening, Bob, <laughs> one way or the other. Well, trust me. They're listening. Did he, uh, we just lose John again for a second? Brendan, can you check on that? Because suddenly it went Deadsville. Oh, no, he's back right now. There we go. We got him back in here. John Shannon joining us, our NHL insider. John, what's going on? Uh, I mean, I know you got your league contacts. What's going on at the Board of Governors meetings? John, you there? There he is. Now he's back. John, you there? Yeah, I, think- yeah, I am. I, our, our tie line's not working well today. Yeah. Uh, let's do this, Brendan. Can you get him on a regular landline here? I want to, because I want to circle back to this. So just uh, give him a call on the phone line, and we'll do it that way. Again, you can text us at any time, and our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, when is Benning back? We are better with him from Jarrett. Jarrett, you are right. The Oilers are better when Matt Benning is playing. He's been a plus player each of the four seasons he's been in Edmonton. Uh, when he's paired with Chris Russell, that's an effective pairing that can kill penalties, and guys are slotted in the right spots. And as long as, you know, 
Uh, could Matt Benning one day potentially be a second-pairing right-shot defenseman? Possibly. Is he a really good third-pairing right-shot defenseman? Yes. And have the Oilers missed him here in the short term while he's been in and out of the lineup basically for the last seven or eight games? Absolutely. All right, let's do this. We're going to go on the uh, on the hard line here. John Shannon rejoins us. So, John, thank you uh, for hooking up here. Uh, what's going on at the NHL Board of Governors meetings this week? Well, I mean, I think that there'll be, you know, there'll be obviously the CBA, CBA update, and I think the rest of the world will be focused on, uh, I guess, the what's the way to describe it, the code of conduct, yep. uh, or at least the initial discussion of code of conduct uh, for coaches, and I, I would suspect for all staff. I don't think you want to just uh, single out coaches, but uh, staff, I don't suspect they're going to have a, uh, you know, a white paper come out of this, but it would be an ongoing process. And, and really what we're going to do, I think, for the first time since the Bill Peters event uh, and, and everything else uh, came came to fore, uh, we're going to hear from Gary Bettman and hear from Bill Daly, which is something I think is important at this point. You mentioned CBA update. Where are we out with that? Well, I think that, the, you know, the, what, what, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is there are a ton of discussions on a constant basis, uh, and which means everybody's trying to point in the same direction. Everybody's trying to make sure that they can get through to the end of the CBA as now that they've agreed to. Uh, and on top of that, we're going to—they're going to be talking about World Cup, and uh, there's still a chance that we're going to have a World Cup in February of 2021. Uh, in, uh, in in place of an All-Star game, I would assume uh, that would involve. Uh, at least one, maybe two cities uh, coming out of it. So from that perspective, I think that's where the, and that's a big part of the next CBA as well, and trying to make sure that the players and the owners are on the same page of, as far as international hockey. And if you could, again, just educate the listeners why a World Cup is more beneficial than the Olympics to the NHLPA and the NHL. Yeah, quite frankly, all the money goes to the players and the owners and gets split 50-50. Uh, at the Olympics, the players and the owners get nothing, and they—they're—you uh, know—there's there's a level of inconvenience of both. Uh, but when you can see remuneration on one side and you see nothing on the other, because the IOC and the IIHF take all the money, uh, then uh, there's a there's a reason for that. But and and let's face it, travel. The, the World Cup would occur in Canada or the United States. It would not occur in China. How many uh, how many potential teams would be involved in a world? Like, would they do Team North America again and Team Europe? How would they do that? That's a good question. I think that that's part of the discussion. Um, you know, the Slovaks are, are probably uh, trying to get back in as an individual country. Uh, I don't know about you, Bob, but I thought the young guns, that the, the 23 and under team, uh, was pretty successful. But let's face it, by the time the World Cup would occur, the greatest players that were under 23 aren't under 23, 23 and under anymore. Uh, and so are you going to compromise Team Canada for guys like Connor McDavid? So that's that's one I think that's up for discussion. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to, uh, to eight countries or if they get pragmatic and say we're going to have a six-country tournament. Rene Fassell is the head of the IIHF. Is Bob Nicholson still the vice president in that role? Oh, yes. Vice President for North America. Yes, absolutely. Do you envision uh, the IOC and the the IIHF uh, leaning on Bob a bit to assist in facilitating getting the NHL there at the Olympics? Uh, You know, that's an interesting one. You know, Bob 
remember, he, the Federation job is not a paying job. The job he has for the Edmonton Oilers is a paying job. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there's a vast difference. Uh, Bob has done an outstanding job on the international level through his days at Hockey Canada and now at the Federation. And he's got a ton of things on his plate that way. Uh, but I think he understands the difference between the two, and he leaves the pre- he leaves the uh, the world of international hockey and the NHL to Mr. Bettman and Mr. Fassell. Uh Russia today, WADA came out and basically said the Russians cannot compete as a country in the Olympics. So individual athletes, provided they're clean, can. Uh, what are the ramifications in terms of uh, hockey? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, uh, remember, uh, in in uh, South Korea, they did not play as Russia, right? They played as a, a third party. Uh, you know, players who are who were born in Russia. They had a funny name for the team because there there wasn't a uh, uh, or it was Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah, uh, they weren't they weren't under the Russian flag. So there are ways around it. I would also suspect that might be a more of a driving force. For the Russians and the Russian players to have a World Cup rather than go to the Olympics if they're not allowed to play in the Olympics again under the Russian flag. And we should mention the World Juniors are not considered a major enough tournament for WADA to get involved in that. One final one for you, John. What are you hearing on uh, league source-wise regarding... Um, you know, the the name that's most often brought up is a guy that one time played here, and that's Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. And I'm just wondering with New Jersey, is it limited to just Taylor Hall? Do you think Sammy Votnin could be in play and Wayne Simmons as well? So give me a, a yarn on those three if you could. Uh, I have not heard much about the other two, to be honest, Bob, because everybody's everybody can't get past Taylor Hall. Uh, you know, I, I heard you on the show yesterday with Reed before the game, and you you think Montreal's at the top of the list? No, I think I, Col- I think Colorado's at the top of the list. I think Montreal oh, okay. has the greatest needs. Sorry, I just want to clarify that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I I would put Arizona in that list because they have assets to play with, as Colorado does. I don't think I'm not sure what assets Montreal has to play with, which is their biggest problem. The only thing they have going for them is they have cap space. So uh, it's 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 an interesting one. I haven't heard any of the other guys. I think that Ray Shiro has so much on his plate. You know, with young Nazardine being the coach, I think he's going to have to figure out whether he has to go out and find an experienced coach. Uh, and they have to find a way between now and the end of the year to make this a positive playing experience for Jack Hughes because you don't want him to go sour. Well, and that's what I wanted to go next on, just with New Jersey. I mean, this is not, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but they are not a team that contributes to revenue sharing. Uh, in fact, it wouldn't surprise, I think they make about 900000 per home game. Uh, so they might be a team that's actually getting revenue sharing. Is there a concern, like, I mean, theoretically, if they move Hall, if they move Votnin, who frankly has been their best defenseman so far this year, uh, say they move Simmons, and we're talking futures, would, would there be concern there that, I mean, would they need actual real bodies back in the short term to sell out because they don't want to do a, a full-blown rebuild? What's your thoughts in that regard? Yeah, that's a that, that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's a lot of guys that aren't going to bring them very much. Wayne Simmons is not going to bring them very much back. Right. Uh, he's only on a one-year deal. Uh, you know, I, you know they're, Ray, Ray took a risk this summer. Ray took a gamble. He thought he was a lot closer to getting to championship status uh, than he was, and that's why the P.K. Subban trade occurred. 
Uh, and then in the end, uh, you know, the first 20 games of the season, his goaltending let him down. Uh, and then and then all wheels fell off the bus. So I, I think that you could probably sit here and say, what's Ray going to do? And uh, the amount of untouchables on this team is not, is, the list is not very long. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure it doesn't just include one guy at this point. All right. Great stuff. Maybe, John. Two, with, maybe two with Nico Heischer. Yeah, exactly. Hey, John, thanks for your time. Okay, Bob. That is John Shannon from NHL uh, or NHL Insider. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. Still to come on today's edition of Oilers Now, Brad McEwen's the head scout for Hockey Canada. Jay Woodcroft, an update from the farm. Again, the Oilers today at practice splitting up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. Uh, Dreisettle on the line with Arnie. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And Kara and uh, McDavid was centering Nygaard and Cassian. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet, welcome back, everybody. 12:55 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. If you're looking for a great Christmas gift, the Battle of Alberta Holiday Package is the perfect gift for hockey fans. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets for the December 27th game between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Place and one night's accommodation at the JW Marriott in Ice District. On sale now for just $3.99 per person, taxes included. There's very limited space available, so book your holiday package today. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Again, second hour of the show coming up from Hockey Canada, their head scout, Brad McEwen, to talk about the upcoming uh, World Junior Camp that's going to take place. I, I guess they're at 30, what are they at, 32 now, that they brought in Joe Valeno out of the Detroit Red Wings. Um and we'll get an update from the farm as well. You can text us at any time, anytime at 780 496 0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Excuse me. Bob, why would the Colorado Avalanche trade for Hall? Do you think he'd resign there? Do you really think he, uh, he would take less than McKinnon on his next contract from Jay? No, I don't think he'd take less than McKinnon. And yes, I think he'd have to contemplate signing there. They've got the cap space to take him on right now. The only thing that works against Colorado is they've been historically a team that has had an, their own self-imposed cap. I mean, the Cronkies are rich, rich, rich. They own teams in the EPL. Uh, you know, they own teams in the NFL. But they don't spend. they got the Nuggets. They, they haven't always spent to the highest dollar amount. But I think Colorado absolutely all day is in position to land Taylor Hall. Montreal, I slightly disagree with John uh, Shannon. Canadians got some prospects like Ryan Paling as an example that might be of interest. They've got uh, Primo, the goaltender. New Jersey's got issues there. So, uh, to, and Montreal has cap space. Let's not forget the failed offer sheet on Sebastian Ajo, who rolls into town 
Well, the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow. The Oilers are going to have to be way better than they were uh, last night against Buffalo. Carolina's a good hockey club. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. By the way, uh, Eileen, the, the, we will tell you this. We looked it up for you on the fly here, and we can tell you actually it was Vell who passed this message along. Brigham Young gets stuck with the Hawaii Bowl. Stuck with? The Hawaii Bowl on December 24th against Hawaii. So they have to be in Christmas for Hawaii, or in Hawaii for Christmas? Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound like a stuck with to me. That sounds sounds like like a big win. Sounds like a great place for Latter-day Saints. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The Hawaiian Polynesian Center. There you go. You bet. Eileen's up next with the Global News Weather Traffic Update. And then when we come back, we'll hook up with Brad McEwen from Hockey Canada. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.